This week on the Learcast Snippet, we are discussing focus, social media, and why you need to keep your head down. When I was growing up, I often heard the phrase, keep your head down. Not in a bad way, though, in a good way. Whatever's going on in your life, just keep your head down and focus on where you're going. It's good advice, I think. We all have the tendency to become distracted or manipulated or pulled away from from where we're trying to go. Uh, And it's very easy. You know, you should be working on your studies or a project or research. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in some kind of uh, social media drama or family drama, things that in no way benefit you. Yet somehow you keep engaging. Why do we do that? We know we know. at the end of the day, you're not going to feel better for it. Uh, if you get an argument with, with um, family or, or somebody on Twitter that takes up a huge portion of your day, there's no scenario where you go to bed thinking, yeah, I nailed it. That was a good day. Nope. We, we can all see it. You think, why did I do that? Why did, why did I waste all of that time? This doesn't matter. Why did I engage? This is something I've been personally trying to work on and improve, and maybe you are as well. I find, I find it very clear with social media. That's why I bring it up. We forget this is a new thing. Never before in history have we been in a situation where at all times, at any moment of the day, any distraction you feel, anytime you're in line and you're bored, uh, yeah, any, any boredom period, you have the ability to, to open Twitter and be exposed to hundreds of thousands of viewpoints. And the important thing is very, very few of them line up with your own. It's almost like, uh, believe it or not, it's almost like by design, Twitter promotes and features content that is specifically designed to create dialogue and to infuriate and to aggravate people. I mean, where else would outrage culture come from? It's all built into us to some extent, but boy, is it exacerbated by, by social media companies. Anything that will increase clicks, increase traffic, they're going to promote it because Again, weirdly enough, you fighting with somebody else on Twitter is good for Twitter. That's why, my goodness, every time you open the app and you go to the top trending uh, item or article, is it not always some variant of such and such person did problematic thing? And then you come back three days later, and what is it? Such and such person apologizes for problematic thing. And then if you ever actually research what this quote-unquote problematic thing is, it's always just some some silly thing not worthy of discussion. I mean, are we shocked that, as an example, 50 years ago, somebody said something that doesn't perfectly line up with our 2019 uh, view of morality? Is that seriously a shocker? Yet somehow that was the most talked about thing on Twitter one day. How is this even possible? Because it's outrage as sport or outrage as entertainment. Anytime you can come across as morally superior, it's almost like it releases little little dopamine hits that builds you up. But the big thing, uh, in my opinion, is it keeps you from accomplishing your own personal goals. While you're being outraged on Facebook over what a person or a celebrity said 12 years ago, you're not actually accomplishing any of your own goals. And I feel this too. That's why I've talked about it a lot in the last year. I've been trying to make efforts personally to to keep myself from engaging in those things. 
In fact, I often tell myself in my head, don't engage, don't engage. I get it from my wife. Uh, she, she's seen it many times where, you know, like anyone else, I, I've often fallen into that, that, that um, quote, somebody's wrong on the internet spell. Uh, we've all seen that comic. I've fallen into it too. And my wife is very good because she is not that type. And so often she'll look at me and she can tell that I'm preparing a reply. She can tell. She can look at me. I'm not typing, but she can see I'm not really engaging uh, with her either. I'm obviously preparing something uh, that I'm going to regret at the end of the day. And she always says, don't engage, don't participate. So I think that's really good advice across the board, whether, again, whether it's social media, stupid drama that you don't need to be participating in or family stuff in your life that's been going on for 20 years that is not going to change. At some point, you just have to tell yourself, don't participate. Just keep your head down and focus on where you're going. And it's weird. It's tougher now than, than maybe ever. Think about it. When was the last time you ever were just bored for a few minutes? You're in line at the post office or something like that, and you just stood there in line like we all did 20 years ago. Uh, but now it's like if you have 45 seconds of boredom, you instantly pull out that phone and you, you reach for something that will send little notifications into your head. You know, usually usually I will will refresh my email or I will check Twitter. Those are my sort of go-to places because God forbid you just sit in line for 30 seconds and people watch for a little bit. It's like we, we constantly need to fill up dead space with something. You can't just be and wait. You got to fill it up with something. And honestly, I, I really worry about it. It's something I think about a lot. We are losing our ability to focus on one thing. Instead, it's like we're multitasking all day, every single day. And if you think you're not, uh, again, a good, a good trial is uh, don't open whatever your social media of choices, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, Instagram, don't do it for one weekend. See if you can say, I'm not going to open it or look at a notification once all Saturday and all Sunday and see if you can do it. And I bet you won't even get a few hours without giving up. Doesn't that scare you a little bit? It does me. And, and we all know why we do it. It is for this. You're not doing it because you're desperate to see some funny thing that your friend's child did. You know, it's like we're all trying to get some kind of validation or, you know, there's been so many books written about this um, where people are measuring their worth based on the number of likes a post got versus the greater number of likes the previous post got. It's very creepy and Black Mirror-like. I'm trying to think, there was an episode, was it Black Mirror, or it might have been the Oroville, believe it or not. It's something where like um, the, the like-dislike system from, from Facebook or whatever uh, is now in the real world, and it's associated with every single person. And you can see their score at any given time, and if they do something amazing, their score goes up. And if they do something horrible or shameful, then their score goes down. It's very creepy. I think it might have been the Oroville, but it sounds more like a Black Mirror episode. I'm not sure. But anyways, this is all a, a rambling way to, to get back to that idea of just keep your head down and try to not be distracted by a hundred different things vowing for your attention. I think you have a, a few options to, to help with this. One, um, have parts of the day where your phone is not near you. So maybe at eight o'clock, your phone goes into the kitchen to charge and it does not come with you to bed. That's a bad one because you're going to reach for it. Another one I got a lot of benefit from is delete all dedicated uh, social media apps from your phone. If you want to go to Twitter, you actually have to open up Safari and go to twitter.com. 
that removes the notification number because you can't ignore it. If you see seven there and you know seven people have mentioned to you, it's very, very difficult to ignore that. You have to check, right? So get rid of that entirely. Another option is when you're working, have set periods of time where you are not allowed to do anything else. So for example, if you're working on code, set a little timer, like two hours. For two hours, I'm not doing anything else. You can't open Instagram. You can't open Apple News. You can't do anything. The only thing you're doing is coding for that two-hour period. And again, it's a hard thing. You may have to work up to it. You may have to start with 30 minutes and then 45 minutes and then an hour. And you just want to keep working up to three or four hours if you can. And it's very difficult. I, I, I've seen it myself. I've literally been in the middle of writing a line of code. And then all of a sudden, I hit command space twitter.com. It's, it's almost like it's part of the line of code I'm writing. Now, on top of that, if you want to take things a step further, there are ways to block these sites entirely for periods of time. I don't do that. Um, I think I have enough willpower to, to, to check myself in that regard. But if you need it, it's there. Now, another thing that I've really benefited from in the last two months is forcing myself to read consistently every day on my phone. I use the Kindle app. It's actually gotten really good. And I love that that at night, the thing I used to hate is at night looking at your phone, it just, the, the light kills me because I spend all day looking at a computer screen. So by the end of the night, I would often get screen headaches. Uh, but the Kindle app has some good ways to turn down the brightness as much as possible. You can change it to sepia. And then even when you're reading at nine o'clock at night, it's not hurting my eyes at all. But yeah, I, I found that when I'm doing that, I'm not doing other needless things that don't benefit me at all. I'm not looking at what's new on Reddit for, for the 10th time of the day. Or I'm not refreshing Twitter or my... I mean, I really hate that cycle of this, 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 and then rinse and repeat, and then rinse and repeat. It's a horrible, it's a horrible thing to get into. So now when I'm bored, I open the Kindle app and I make myself read. And I've set a rule for myself that I have to read one or two books uh, every month. So now when I do have spare time, uh, at the post office, and I feel that tendency to grab my phone, at the very least, I'm going to read a couple pages from a book. Rather than reading what's trending on Twitter, that's just going to often make my blood boil, and I'm going to want to contribute and then reply to somebody I've never met in my life, and then I have to remember my wife's words that, why are you participating in this? Don't engage. And then it's just this cycle over and over. Instead, it's more calm. You get your book, you read it, um, what I'm reading right now is Bad Blood. I'm almost done with it. It's nuts. It's about a woman who created a um, medical startup for blood testing, supposedly very innovative, using just a little finger prick. Uh, they could do a hundred different tests, and it turned out the whole thing was smoke and mirrors and full of fraud, and it's very interesting. Uh, so that's what I'm reading right now. And uh, yeah, it's funny. I I'd gone a long time not reading books like that very much. When I would read, they were always code. I mean, I, I swear most of my 20s, I read code books because I felt like if I had free time, I don't want to read fiction. So I would grab some kind of code book. And that was what I did at the pool for entertainment. Uh, but it's been nice to get back into just reading for enjoyment. Uh, I don't read much fiction. I, I prefer nonfiction, but I do it every single day now. And I really look forward to it. But the big thing is when I'm doing that, I feel like it's benefiting me. It's making me a better person. It's not just me falling into a mindless refresh routine. But again, even on top of all of that, the more I keep reading, the more I can build my focus. And I think that's what everyone has collectively lost. 
They've lost their focus. You easily become distracted, so you can't do something for 20 minutes without suddenly needing to to check something else for validation or feedback or input. Uh, So I think we all need to build up our ability to focus for a long period of time because that's when actual important things are being done. There's lots of data to support this, that people feel most uh, content and effective when they're working on things like that. Just beyond your reach, when you're reaching for something that you can't quite get there, but you eventually do. That's when people are most content in their job. All right, that's it for me this week. My name is Jeffrey Way with LairCast.com, and I'll see you next time.